This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Seek Reality with your host, Roberta Grimes. Author and attorney Roberta Grimes will explore and illustrate how she, after an extraordinary experience of light in childhood, has discovered channels of communication to the afterlife and how these implications have an effect on our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Seek Reality, Roberta Grimes. Oh, my dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm thrilled to have you with us today. As I have been saying, and I just would like to remind you again, a century ago, the mainstream science gatekeepers, the university departments, and the peer-reviewed journals adopted, believe it or not, materialism as what even they called the fundamental scientific dogma. They did this because early in the 20th century, we were getting some wonderful communications through deep trance mediums, and there were actually serious researchers who were documenting them printing them in books and challenging scientists to look at all this wonderful new information about the fact that human life really is eternal. They were not about to do that. So rather than maintain the concept of science as an open-minded search for the truth, which seems to be pretty important, these gatekeepers instead turned it into the limited and distorted belief system of materialism. They recreated science as what amounts to a religious belief system. And that's the reason why for the past century, at least, mainstream science has really not been going anywhere important. This is really tragic, but it'll soon end, I think. All of this comes to mind because my guest this week is Ivanhoe Chaput, who is doing some of the science that scientists now refuse to do. Ivanhoe is an independent thinker, He's an entrepreneur who holds 14, 14 patents. And he's a fascinating man whose questing mind has led him to draw many of the same conclusions with regard to studying the greater reality that we afterlife researchers have drawn. That fascinates me. Ivanhoe is here to talk about his new book, which is called Infinity, Time, Death, and Thought. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's a big one. That's about a, That sums up everything we're studying now pretty much. Ivanhoe and I share a wonderful publisher, Sage Wisdom, I can't even say this correctly, so I better get used to saying it, Sage Wisdom Publishing. It specializes in books that do just what Ivanhoe's books and mine do for you. We open-mindedly investigate the genuine greater reality without the burden of any prior beliefs and with the goal of truly enlightening and freeing the minds of everyone on earth. Ivanhoe, I'm thrilled that you're here. Welcome to Seek Reality. Oh, gosh, it's uh, my uh, uh, pleasure, and, and I'm very excited about uh, being here. Well, well I, I, let's begin by telling people just very briefly how you got here. What, what got you interested in investigating all these things? Well, I've always been interested in uh, life after death and the spirit realm, and I was very religious uh, when I was brought up. And uh, and then I kind of fell away from religion because it uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in the church I was going to hanky panky and that so I became an oh my goodness for a long time yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then then when my mom passed away uh, about eleven years ago and I got very curious about uh, you know I'd look up in the, the at the ceiling, I go, where's my mom? And I started doing research uh, on uh, life uh, beyond this. And, and what really intrigued me were veridical experiences of people that uh, had uh, talked to people that were flatlined. And these people seemed to know what they were doing, where they were, and all that while they were laying horizontal. And I go, well, wait a minute now. If that's possible then we can have consciousness outside our brains, so what yes. are our brains for? So I started researching more and more into this, and I found out that, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, it is possible to have consciousness outside your body. And interestingly, <laughs> I had 
three of those experiences in my 20s and had literally forgotten about them. You know, you're out of sight, out of mind. And so I started <laughs> wow. doing more and more, and more research on this, and, and it's been just fascinating. It is fascinating. This is, this is, I think, the most addictive drug there is. We're searching what actually is going on, not just death and the afterlife, although that's big, but the whole greater reality and what's really true. It is so addictive. So, but meanwhile, you were an entrepreneur, right? Just, just briefly, what is it you do? Oh, I take ideas and turn them into products. I was plant chief engineer for four different companies, and they never would let me out of engineering because I was good at it, and, and I wanted to be president. And I thought, well, I know how to be president. I'll just start my own company. <laughs> yes. That's the problem with doing what you do really well. <laughs> they stick you there. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. And, and, and so when we come back, we're going to try to touch on each of the four big topics in Ivanhoe's book. Um, there won't be time to, he, there's a lot, there's a lot of meat in this book. I, I urge you to read it for yourself. If you're one of the people who is so interested as, as I am actually in what actually is going on, the more you learn about the truth, the more certain you personally are going to be that not only you, but everybody you love is eternal. That's the core fact of human life. Our minds, indeed, are perfectly eternal. This is Roberta Grimes, Seek Reality, with Ivanhoe Chaffet, and we'll be right back. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7, 365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey founder president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Is it science or is it magic? Once a magical thing has been scientifically proven, is it no longer magic? Or is magic simply the science of tomorrow? Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, on The Science of Magic, a syndicated radio program dedicated to combining the science and magic of today's dynamic and controversial topics to co-create new solutions. 
by triangulating information from today's leading experts from the scientific and magical fields, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truths you won't find anywhere else. Join us daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview the shared thoughts with the amazing guests from both science and magic. The resulting knowledge is unprecedented. As a gift to you, the listener, past episodes can be accessed on our website free of charge at thescienceofmagic.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Seek Reality. This is Roberta Grimes, and I'm online with Ivanhoe Chaput, who has written an astonishing book, which is called Infinity, Time, Death, and Thought. When I told him during the break that I was going to skip infinity and get right to time, death, and thought, he said, wait a minute. He wanted to talk about <laughs> infinity. So I think we ought to do that. What are your thoughts on infinity, Ivanhoe? Well, briefly, infinity doesn't fit within the physical universe, and physicists have included way too much into physics. and They've stepped outside the bounds of, of the physical universe. They've added uh, these 12 dimensions, and of course, these are non-physical dimensions, since these are the only place where infinity actually exists. And so we, we don't have any uh, affinity with infinity in right. this physical universe. It's on That's the other right. side. That's right. Yeah, what a good insight. Yes, and isn't it interesting that they talk about sometimes infinite dimensions, their different theories, um, without in, completely ignore the fact that these people who are based in the, the dogma of materialism, that's where their work is supposed to be. They're, a lot of the work they're doing isn't even in materialism. I think that's an that's excellent, right. excellent point. Now, one of the things that you talk about that using as a tool is something I would not have touched at one point, um, but I would like to talk about it a little bit now. What's claircognizance? How do you use that? Well, claircognizance is just something that, that comes to you, and I think that's where a lot of my patents uh, uh, have come from, just ideas, and they, that most of the time the the they don't come in words. They come up more like in pictures and, and uh, uh, ideas that just form themselves uh, mostly early in the morning and yep. I'll get to work on a client's ideas and, and they go, hey, that's a real good idea. And I go, oh, okay. And I do this on a very regular basis. The reason I wouldn't have touched this before because is that I would have thought it was woo-woo, but instead this is common sense. And the fact that it happens in the morning is wonderful. This is the thing. All of us have guides who are attracted to us. Uh, we have a main guide, but we also have what Suzanne Wilson calls guides for a season or a reason. And if we are trying to do something in our lives, those guides will come and help us do it. Um, when, you, when you have a, something you're trying to wrestle with, you have it in your mind firmly at night, and then when you listen to what's in your mind in the morning, the more you use this, the better it gets. Um, I'm humbled to say that nothing I write is from me. It's all channeled. I, I couldn't have said that even five years ago. I was too embarrassed. But, yeah, I can't write a word without help. The way I write, the way I, the way I write my blog posts, which, by the way, a lot of people love. Come and, come and read my blog. The way I write them is I sort of sketch them out a little bit and then go to sleep, and I wake up in the morning and write them. That's how to use your guides. So what, what oh, yeah. he's doing, what he's doing, really, everyone, is what we all should be 
be doing. Let's use the power we have, which is all these people not in bodies who are dying to help us, pardon the expression. So anyway, now let's talk about photons because this is very important information, but you've been getting up to now, those of you who listen to this, to this um, podcast faithfully, you You've been hearing about physics from someone who never even took it in high school. Let's talk to someone who knows a little more. What, what, what's the whole photon thing, double split experiment? What does it tell us? What, what are we learning from that? Well, uh, Robert Young really came up with the double split experiment in order to prove that the photon was a wave. And to his surprise, he proved that it was both a particle and a, a wave. And from those uh, experiments uh, came some very odd results. And what they discovered was that the, the photon, with better and better instruments uh, over time, the photon was tricking them into either going back into time or knowing ahead of time what it was going to be at the end of its uh, journey during these experiments. Wow. I love it. So what were they yeah. concluding from all this? Well, the the one experiment is um, the delayed choice uh, uh, phenomenon, and and uh, what they were concluding erroneously was that it was thought that was affecting the um, the, the photons' behavior, like uh, like like they they used to say on. Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it was a particle, and on Wednesdays and Thursdays, it was a wave. And so, what they're, they've been uh, trying to figure out is why in the world can a photon on a travel from an emitter to a receiver uh, and be changed halfway? on that travel, and there's a thing called spin. It's an up and down spin. And they can change that. <clears throat> and they can change it halfway through the travel. However, when they look at the data, if it left as an up spin, they change it to a down spin. They go back and check the data again, and it was an up spin when it started. And they go, well, that's impossible. How, what did it do? Is it psychic? Um, <laughs> how does it know? You know, and so... My, uh, I thought about this since I was in high school, and, and what I've concluded was, well, the photon doesn't experience time or distance, and this is a fact of physics. And since it doesn't experience time and distance, physicists are looking at it from a distance-time perspective, where the photon, if it doesn't know time and distance, and they change it, well, it can't be anything other than what they changed it to from its beginning. So you have to, it's very hard to get your head around this, but you have to think of this phenomenon from the perspective of the photon. And that's why I personified the photon and named him Milo. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good a name as any. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what's the conclusion, though? Well, these, the conclusion... These photons are... Uh -huh. we, 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 let me just clarify something. People are wondering what's a wave. Essentially, a wave is something like a particle of energy. It's not a particle of matter. Um, all of this, of course, there is no solid matter at all. Even the tiniest particle is just a vortex of energy. But um, for it to present as either physical energy or physical matter is, is what the question is here. And the fascinating thing is that there seems to be, as you point out, Ivanhoe, an underlying um, uh, kind of physics happening here that doesn't include either time or space. Right. It, it's, it's devoid of time and space. And I believe the photon is that uh, last bastion of physicality between here and the other side. Yes. It probably is a particle that exists in both realities, the physical and the non-physical. And, and if you study the characteristics of the photon, you can then correlate that with uh, a, a non-physical existence that can exhibit photon characteristics of a lack of time and space. However, you can place your consciousness anywhere within the realm of infinity that doesn't exist here, but exists over there. Yes, yes. Uh, early on, posited as I was doing my research, and as I came across this this 
concept of quantum mechanics. Um, and I, I, I recommend that people do some reading quant of quantum physics for dummies books because it does help you free your mind from this um, uh, illusion that matter is uh, important. But I had come to conclude, as you have, that it, it's kind of a plug between this level of reality, which is the only level we're aware of that is material, and it's probably less than 5% of what we even we are aware exists, and that includes scientists. Um, it's the plug between here and most of what exists, including, but not limited to, just what we call the afterlife. So do you see how it is that people who come at this from two different directions, everyone, we come to the same place. There is one truth. There are a number of ways to approach it. The one way you cannot approach it, of course, is if you've got a dogma in your head that you have, that's like asking people to figure out why there's a puddle on the floor or they can study the floor and the walls, they can't look at the ceiling. That's what a dogma yeah. does. And uh, yeah. so, 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 so we're past that at this point. We are, we are looking at truth in the eye and calling it by its name. Any other oh, yeah. thoughts? Any other thoughts on well, quantum I, mechanics? Well, I believe physicists have mathematically and very accurately described something that they actually don't believe in, and that's the non-physical realm. Yes. And what they fail to uh, really examine is where is consciousness? And uh, uh, Sam Parnia and, and another physicist from uh, uh, England, uh, his name eludes me right now, but they have uh, actually identified microtubules in the brain that could be a channel that uploads consciousness into the quantum realm. And so they're getting better. They're not <laughs> but isn't there that yet, but they're silly? Getting... Consciousness pre exists prior to everything. Max Planck said this. He got the 1918 Nobel Prize as the father yeah. of quantum mechanics. So their own revered, you know, historical um, um, leader in, in the area of quantum mechanics could tell them right now that materialism, the, the materialist dogma will take them nowhere. But you see, if if physics is in is required to accept that consciousness is pre-existing and essentially the source of everything else, what does that tell them? That tells them this dogma for a hundred years has been wrong and they're going to have to go back and redo a lot of physics. Nobody wants to do that. They want the whole yeah. problem to come to a head after they retire and their kids are through college. That's what we're dealing with right now. Very strange and sad, but that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Max Planck even said that his unit of measurement applies to the uh, uh, physical consciousness, extraterrestrials, and non-physical. And what did he mean by that? Of course, he understood that there was a non-physical existence. Yeah, it, it's, it really is tragic, but it's become farce. I think tragedy turns into farce if you don't address it. And um, it's it's almost laughable. I, I, again, recommend Scientific American as a humor magazine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So often, well, so often when, when we read it and we see what the things are that puzzle them, we know how to answer their questions. And, I, I mean, as I say, I've never spent a day in a physics classroom. I've just been doing reading, and my mind is open. That's the whole difference. It's very tragic. But, um, what, so you're, you're saying, so is that that um, they're going to get a clue of this? You say they're going in the right direction. I, I mean, microtubules. Some... That's all physical, though. They're still stuck in things that are physical. Well, what they're saying is that it is a method of uploading into a non-physical realm. In other words, uh, it, it, the quantum, the quantum world, really is um, semi non-physical, or, or maybe it is. Uh, many aspects of it are, in fact, non-physical, where, where right. you cannot uh, measure the the location of a particle. You can only measure its mass or its velocity or its energy and, and, uh, and, a, and, uh, and, and a place, but you can't know both. And there, there are some physicists that, uh, and I would Oh, for my research, I would say less than 10 percent, maybe maybe only a few percent are actually turning around and scratching their heads and going, well, how could something have come from nothing? Yes. And basically, when you, ha you have to define the word nothing, and nothing refers to no 
thing or as Webster's Dictionary defines nothing as something that doesn't exist. Well, that's an oxymoron because if it's something, then it can't not exist. And so something coming from nothing, well, this nothing has to be something other than a physical nothing. And, of course, we know what that we're, is. We're, that's we're inching toward energy. We're inching toward Omega. This is this is fun. We're, we'll, we'll be right back, and then we're going to talk about something else that's amazing. What is time? Roberta Grimes, Seek Reality. We'll be right back. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Ancient prophecies, legends, and current events indicate we're entering a high-frequency era supporting enlightenment. During expansive times, old rules fail, necessitating access the ever-shifting currents of life for guidance. There's an ancient form of shamanism through which we can obtain the information we need. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School, with a great new provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow is an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. Embrace the magic. Empower your life. Study Galactic Shamanism at findyourpathhome.com.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. everyone. This is Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality, and we're here with Ivanhoe Chapit. We're talking about some of the deepest concepts that there are, and we're talking with a scientist who is not bound by the dogma of materialism, and look what wonderful things he comes up with. There's something else that I think is almost the hardest thing for us to escape when we're trying to expand our minds to include the greater reality, and that's time. Believe it or not, there is no such thing. And I think this is, I mean, in, in the ultimate reality, I think this is, this is kind of fun to talk about. So, so, so talk about time, Ivanhoe. Well, the time is a construct of our physical universe. It is not a construct of the other side. And what I mean by that is before the physical universe, time didn't even exist. And time is just a gauge by which uh, movement in the universe uh, can be comprehended. And so when we were, when life is, was disposed into this universe from the other side, I mean, we were spirit entities before we ever came here, and we needed a way to uh, understand this universe, the, 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 the place into which we were disposed through our uh, senses, a sense of sight, touch, smell, taste, and so forth. And so time is one of those elements that allows us to, to be three-dimensional human beings. Now, time does not exist outside this universe uh, as we understand time to be uh, like when we look at our clocks our watches and things like that you know we can we can gauge time so time has a certain amount of of temporary reality here and when i say temporary this universe literally uh created time and of course when the universe goes into the big rip or the big freeze time will again no longer exist as we understand it but on the other side I'd like to point out what Albert Einstein said. He said, time is what keeps everything from happening at once. That's what he said. That's really, that's what you just said, only you said it in more words. That's sure. all it is. That's all oh, it yes. is. Oh, yes. And, and so on the other side, it, one of the things that's been very hard to, for people to grasp is these people coming back from near-death experiences and being very confused with, just like you said, everything happening at once. And so... Yeah. It's it's very close to what the photon, if it could think, could do in that fuzzy uh, space between the time it's between the the time and place it's launched and its arrival. It takes eight minutes for it for a photon to get uh, from the sun to the earth, but the the photon doesn't experience any of that. If it could think, it could place itself anywhere along that string that that. Uh, uh, one-dimensional length and so on the other side that's very similar to that the the except it's infinite and so we can place our consciousness anywhere within a uh, a thought within what whatever we think of and we it all happens at once but we can uh, uh, implant our existence anywhere within that place. And that's very, very hard for uh, people that have had these NDEs to explain to us because we don't have words for that. It's ineffable. Yes, that's right. And, that's right. And, yeah, and so... And, and, so and this here, is true. There, there, are two, there are two theories of NDEs. Um, the theory of people who have had these experiences is they have been to the afterlife and come back. 
What the dead tell us is that doesn't happen. It's a one-way trip when you die, and instead these people are having very elaborate um, out-of-death out-of-body experiences. That's a distinction with no difference whatsoever. Either way, where these people have been, there is no space and there is no time. And infinity, as Ivanhoe has pointed out, exists there. And that's what they can't really describe to us, that experience where they have been. And we, if we haven't been there, it's very difficult to imagine. Not only does time not exist, but it certainly doesn't isn't an arrow going in one direction. Now, you talk about Four different types of time. What what are well the the four different types of time. C time relates to speed of light time, and and that's the time that a, a photon experiences on its travel, which basically compresses what we observe as let's say this eight minutes from the sun to the earth, or billions of years from some far off galaxy to here, to the photon it has compressed this literally into Planck time or the smallest amount yes. of, of real uh, time that, that can possibly be. And so that's C time. That, that's, a, that's a very specific type of, uh, of time. Then uh, P time I refer to as point time. This is where the photon is inside of a black hole. It has no dimension. Now, C time has a single dimension. It has length, but p-time is just a point, and we don't know what p-time is all about. It, it's where um, uh, Kip Thorne said this is where the laws of physics break down inside of a black hole. Now, some people say no, but uh, I kind of believe that. We don't know yeah. what goes on in there, but, but, it is, but it does exist in our universe where a photon does not travel. And this has actually been done uh, at uh, one of the universities um, uh, where they took a photon and took it down to a very, very, very low temperature, well, close to absolute zero, and the photon literally stopped. And so, uh, and then there's M time, which is molecular time, I call it, the, and you could refer to it as mundane time. That's our time <laughs> that, that, we, that we experience, you know, so we have to be somewhere at three o'clock, and so we relate to that. That's M time, molecular time. And then the most important to me is T time, and that is thought time. And thought time is the most elusive because it's actually the most um, uh, flexible or dynamic. And we, we can think ourselves back to when we were a child, or we can think ourselves into a great vacation we've had, and we can even think in the future of probabilities, like tomorrow I'm going to be in such and such a place. And, and thought time really can place ourselves in any of those environments. Wow. All right, so now we understand time is a whole lot a whole lot more complicated than what time your next TV show comes on or what time dinner is. This is really amazing. But understanding all of this is important because the more we understand about all of this, the easier it is for us to make that leap of understanding to the fact that our own minds really are immortal. And when you die, after you die, you will have a much greater access to your mind. So, so fill it now and you'll really understand it after you get home. So oh, let, yeah. let's talk, let's talk about thought because thought is another thing that you you're interested in. Oh yes, thought uh, is really the us. The, the thought thought is more than just what we think we are here in this physical existence. I mean, we've been disposed into these uh, physical bodies, and physicists or scientists think that uh, thought originated in the brain and, and that sort of thing. Well, that's not really true. I mean, if thought originated in the brain, that means the jellyfish, uh, who have been very successful in the evolutionary uh, scheme of things, they don't even have a brain. And if you, t you think about microbes and their colonies where they send out uh, emissaries to look for food and then the colony follows, what may, what's the life force that causes those yes. uh, entities to be conscious? They are conscious, and the animals are very conscious. I talk a lot about animals. I love that. I grew up with animals, and the animals have feelings. In fact, I was watching a show uh, the other day where they really think that uh, some 
primates uh, may even have a religious belief of some kind. You know, they're connected to the source. Oh, sure. We are. Oh, sure. And and so thought uh, really is the the us inside us. And when we're here disposed into these brains, we think we are who we are, but we're much, much more than that. We we have a higher self that uh, 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 literally, well, the brain is is like a receiver transmitter. It it has an upload and download system. That's exactly right. I tell people your brain is nothing more important than a two-way radio in the head of a meat robot. But... Yeah. More recently, we're coming to understand that actually consciousness doesn't attach to this temporary, you know, a uh, uh, body avatar, uh, just to your brain. Apparently, it connects all over your body. So, so the Eastern belief in chakras is really based in, as are apparently so many of these more primitive beliefs are actually based in observation. So we are only, what's exciting for Ivanhoe and me is that we are only beginning to really grasp how all of this fits together, but it does fit together and there will be a singularity of understanding ahead. So we're, we're doing work that's really fun for us, but it, it is going to very much help humankind to at last put it all together. Oh yes, and and consciousness, contrary to artificial intelligence, you know there is just no way you can <laughs> gather a whole bunch of a whole bunch of wires together, and all of a sudden their computer is going to be able to think. I mean that's poppycock. Right. That, that's that just, amazing. That's what yeah. they think it's going to happen. It's so incredibly yeah. stupid. Oh my. And and if if anything comes close to that, it's the internet because there are literally billions of connections. I mean, with all the cell phones and all the computers and all the the data that's going back and forth, and the internet uh, hasn't even begun to show an, a, a modicum of consciousness. It just doesn't right. do that. That is such an extraordinarily good point. Exactly right. How are they going to build something big enough and wired enough and complex enough to develop awareness? It's impossible. You, you, yes. you, you can't do it. No. And what's extraordinary is they, are, <laughs> they, they think it's going to happen, though, Ivanhoe. I mean, doesn't it astonish you? <laughs> well, it, it astonishes me, and then I'm not surprised because I've, I've been studying human nature for a long time and belief oh. systems. And as you read in in my book, why people fight, the, we we are really entrenched in our beliefs, and we only accept those things that we already believe in, anyway. So that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I had forgotten. Yes, I knew you had been on before, but yes, your book, Why People Fight, is terrific as well. Um, when are you writing another book, Ivanhoe? Well, I've got one finished now, and, and I I just haven't uh, sent it off yet. And, and it basically has to do with people that have had near-death experiences and why there are differences in these experiences. And the bottom line, essentially, is we take our our bag of excuse my French, or a bag of poop with us, right? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and, and so so the belief systems that we have, and that really leads to the atheist, um, uh, me to think of the atheist who believes in nothing, and that some NDEers have actually seen uh, people that were atheists in a state of, of blackness and nothingness, and, and because... They took their belief with them. And so now, what are they conscious of? They're conscious of only blackness and nothingness. And I think, wow, that's a terrible... I wouldn't ever want to be there. Yes, we need to take another break, but that's a great point. If you do nothing to help people on their deathbeds, just tell them to open their minds. Because otherwise, they can get in trouble. But if their minds are open, they will have nothing but pure joy. This is Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality. When we come back, I'm going to ask Ivanhoe what he thinks God is. So please stick with us. under ever-increasing pressure from untenable lifestyles and growing populations. Yet, viable answers seem in short supply. What if I told you there's an ancient form that can empower you to take charge of your life? 
What if your entire family could be enfolded and supported by life itself, finding safe passage through challenging times? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School with Great News, an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes based in an ancient form of shamanism easily learned and used by your entire family. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow are a series of online adult and children's lessons instructing your entire family on natural law, how to cooperate with and be supported by the powers of the universe. Visit findyourpathhome.com to find these unique and powerful classes. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. truth? Historically, we viewed things as either being true or false. Now as we enter a more expansive era, we find the question is not, is it true, but rather, how true is it? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of the Science of Magic Radio, a syndicated, internationally broadcast radio program dedicated to uncovering this ever-expanding truth. Join me daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview today's leading experts from the fields of science and magic to uncover the hidden truth between the lines drawn in the sand. What we unearth in our discussions is not only amazing, but totally unprecedented. You won't want to miss a single episode. In service to our listeners, past episodes can always be found on our website with our compliments at thescienceofmagic.net. to seek reality and this is Roberta Grimes with Ivanhoe Chaput and I, I just want to say again he and I have never talked really about any of this before we're coming from opposite really almost directions and yet we're arriving at all the same conclusions now here's the acid test what do you think God is I don't know well that's a, that's a really good question and and my idea of God is not that much different from a few religions. Uh, however, uh, there are some differences in in what I 
get from these well these call them morning downloads or something i'm always thinking about this you know my <laughs> my wife says you you sure think a lot and i says yeah i says i think a lot because it's free and it's fun so yes yes so, so the the let's start with the universe. The universe is so huge; it's beyond comprehension. And there are about a hundred billion stars just in our galaxy, and, and there are some two hundred billion galaxies, and we're we're discovering more and more. <laughs> oh my! And so if if you take Drake's equation and calculate the number of rocky planets uh, in our galaxy, you'll find about forty billion of them, and of these, they. they believe that there's probably anywhere between a thousand and a hundred million civilizations in our galaxy and then multiply that times 200 billion wow these are unbelievable numbers now think about our the number of people on our planet 7.4 billion uh people on our planet and so <clears throat> what what where does god fit within this this tremendous universe of ours and so uh, the, 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 my concept of God is I, I believe there's a hierarchy on the other side. And, and many people that have had NDEs have been told things like uh, there was one fellow named Andy that uh, uh, had a near-death experience, and he decided he wanted to stay there, and a very powerful entity told him, no, Andy, you have to go back. Yes. <laughs> very in a voice where Andy just uh, well he came back so yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of instances like this and so if that's the case there that means that there are rules there and where there are rules there's a hierarchy and so what i believe is that there's a an organization on the other side now that doesn't mean that the highest entity the 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 originator of the universe this thought power this thought force can't keep track of every single entity that's in the universe however there is uh there there seems to be from from what i've gathered uh uh different levels of call them angels or entities and i'm going to kind of default here to what i call great works by holly bibble um and some Christians may want to stone me for this, but anyways, in John one one, it says in the King James version, it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And most translations today say this. However, there are many translations that say differently. And one is in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was a God. And one of them says uh, the Word was the same as God. An 1864 version. Uh, of the Bible says, and God was the Word, uh, and and a God was the Word, not God was the Word, and a God was the Word, uh, and uh, another one says, and God was divine. So if you look at the ancient Greek and Aramaic scriptures, which I have looked into, and most of them refer to the Word being a God, and I'm just wondering, and, and I'm not saying this is for real, I'm not, you know, this is this is speculation on my part that um Jesus or some of these other very highly spiritual entities may have been the the overseers of planet earth and when some of these people that have had these near death experiences come in contact with this entity they uh it's so powerful this entity is so powerful that they believe they're talking to god well are they talking to the highest form of of god you know are they talking are they and i just can't seem to get my head around that being that the universe is so big and there are so many entities that that it, there's got to be uh i don't know let me jump in and tell you what the dead tell us okay the god doesn't fit into the universe the universe and everything that exists is all within the mind of god and every human mind and every mind of all those beings and all those, thank you for giving us all that perspective on just how many beings there are. Every one of those beings 
is part of that same mind as are is each person listening there is no time therefore we are eternal if you've ever existed you always exist and we are very very powerful because our minds are part of that same energy that manifests this universe and this insight that that ivanhoe has given us is wonderful yes god manifests in our lives as all of these this great enormous hierarchy of beings but the, the hierarchy is based in love the very highest beings are infinite love so what they are doing is nothing but good for us there is no evil that is powerful nothing yeah. evil exists everything is yeah. god that's me is that's... the most wonderful thing that could possibly be true oh yeah and and i do believe that that we are all uh, emissaries of this 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 um this overall universal life force we're, we are we're all part connected of it. we are part of it yeah. um mikey morgan says um god is the unity of pure, pure love and all that exists and i think that's about the best way i could pr present it um yeah. but just to make sure that people can reach you if they'd like to how would people get in touch with you or do you have a website well, I have a website, uh, www.ccdesign.cc. It's a uh, it, C as in two C's, it's, it's one after CC another. Address. Is it? Pardon? Is it? So it's two C's, one after another. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is it? CC design, all one word. Uh -huh. Dot CC. Yes. Oh, that's tricky. Okay. <laughs> All right, and and they can contact you through that website, right? Yes. Or they can I, contact me through um, uh, CC Design at Flash F L A S H dot net. Okay. Well, and and anyone who needs to get in touch with him can always just send me an email, and and I'll put you in touch. But this sure. is this is cutting edge science, everyone. This is very very important that all of us come to better understand this because the scientists surely have no interest in it. And Ivanhoe, I am thrilled that you were with us today. We're going to have to do this again because there's a lot we have not talked about in your book, and then you've got another book that will soon be out. So. Please yeah. consider yourself hugged, dear, and I will talk to you. Um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much, and God bless. Thank you. You too, dear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that was bye -bye. that was bye bye. That was wonderful. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you could join us today, and I hope that I hope that he was helpful in helping you open your mind to what's what's true. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means and get your mind around it, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest is going to be your host. Uh, now and then when I meet listeners, as I most recently did at the AREI Symposium in September, some will say that they really like it when I am our guest and I help you explore some big topic. And I love it when you say that. So I'm going to try to do more of what I call self-guesting. And next week I'm going to share with you a topic that's lately become very important to me. How can we help young children grow up to be secure spiritual beings who use the teachings of Jesus, the non-religious teachings of Jesus, to build their best possible lives? How can we teach them a new version of Christianity that's built entirely on those precious gospel teachings and based in love without any of that old Christian fear? My latest book, which is just in time for Christmas, is a beautiful read-aloud picture book book for pre-readers and early readers called The Fun of Meeting Jesus. Next week, we're going to talk about how you can help your own children and grandchildren to grow up spiritually in the loving and joyous way that Jesus means for us to live our lives. Of course, this week, we've been talking with Ivanhoe Chaput, whose new book is called Infinity, Time, Death, and Thought. And it's a wonderful summary of some of the most most important aspects of the new physics that afterlife researchers continue to discover. I'm no physicist. Ivanhoe is the most wonderful of things. He is a physicist who is not bound by materialism, and I find him fascinating, and I find his books really wonderful. You're going to find it hard to entirely get over your own fear of death until the physics of it starts to make sense to you. And don't be scared of the word physics. It just means better understanding what actually is going on. 
As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together. You can order them through bookstores on Amazon.com, and they're available as audiobook, audiobooks and in many languages worldwide. If you really ever want to talk to me, if you want to talk about my books or about a problem in your life or whatever, don't hesitate. Go to robertagrimes.com and send me a contact through the contact block. Sometimes it takes me close to a week to get to all of them, but I do answer all my emails, so please be sure to leave your own address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, on iTunes, and through the Seek Reality app, at, which is free in the iTunes store. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one eternal reality. Never forgetting, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you in particular are infinitely loved. <laughs>